Like, I couldn't wait. I literally had a serious bone to pick. All right, we're live in three, like, two, one. Um, what I meant by that was, like, I couldn't hold my tongue. Like, UFC uh, Minneapolis just wrapped up last night, Sunday, June 29th, I think, 2019, yeah. But UFC Minneapolis just wrapped up, and I'm I'm biting my tongue because there's like I mean, there's so much to talk about. Like I I don't even, I don't even know like where to start because my mind was all over the place because of the shenanigans that I've been seeing that a lot of people were saying on the internet about the fight and all that. You know, Francis Ngannou defeats Junior Dos Santos by knockout like 71 seconds or 70 something seconds in the first round. I watched it live. And that's the most impressive. That's an impressive finish, yo. It was a fantastic finish. Francis Ngannou continues to prove why he's one of the best in the world and prove why he's one of the hardest hitters. That's not the most powerful puncher in, in the heavyweight history, in all of heavyweight right now. The scariest prospect out there. One of the scariest guys you can stand across the cage from. He's knocked out all the best guys in the world. He's knocked out, I mean, he's not, he's knocked out Alistair over him. Finished legend Andre Arlovsky, knocked out Cain Velasquez, knocked out Junior Dos Santos, beat beat a surging Curtis Blades at the time, two times in a row. And coming in, I mean, he, obviously he didn't beat Stipe, that's the thing, if you want to talk about it like that. But I have a serious bone to pick today, like seriously, like... I mean, throughout the entire time that I've followed his career, you know, obviously he's been devastating punch, knockout artist since day one. He's been an, a, a knockout machine, and, you know, this guy, everyone was considering to be the next heavyweight champion, as Joe Rogan quoted on one of the broadcasts. He said that. And, you know, it's believable. Definitely is believable. I bet, and I wonder what people are thinking right now. I feel like people think I'm going to start attacking every, attacking the, the claims that he should be next for a title sh shot. And I'll give you my opinions and my exact thoughts on that. I, I posted earlier, I said, I don't feel comfortable with him going into a title fight because of the simple fact that he didn't beat Steve Miocic back at their title fight. After Francis knocked out Alistair over him, he was the next big star. He was the next scary guy. He was the guy to dethrone Stipe. Did that happen? No. Stipe was able to weather the storm early on, take his best shots, took, took Francis's best shots and didn't go anywhere. And stayed throughout all five rounds, pushed Francis to a pace and to a place that he's never been to so much to the point that he said it carried over to his next fight. That's some serious level of pressure. So that's what I'm saying. We haven't seen him face any of those um, adversities or anything else like that because he's finished his fights in like under three minutes in his last three fights. Cain Velasquez, Curtis Blades, and now Junior Dos Santos. He's just knocking everybody out. So he hasn't had any opportunities to do that. But with Stipe, you know, he ran in, he rushed and tried to finish him early on. He he, he tried to unload. He unloaded uh, and landed a lot of his best shots in, in on him. And, you know, Stipe was able to weather the storm. So when I see that fight, it makes me think of future fights for him. So, all right, he's going to be considered for a title fight. Okay, I'm, I'm not against that. I'm, I'm saying who else can he possibly be to become, be, be the next guy to fight for the title? I mean, I understand that he's next to fight for the title. And I'm not saying there's anyone else I want to see fight for the world title. 
I don't think that I just I just don't feel comfortable with seeing him in a title fight because you know it takes me back to Anthony Johnson. This is a perfect example. I love Anthony Rumble Johnson. Anthony Rumble Johnson was twice as much experience, maybe ten times the experience that he has in his whole MMA career. He's fought in all the all these other organizations. He's fought all around the world. He's fought against the best guys. He's fought in like three different weight classes: welterweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, four different weight classes: middleweight, welterweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight. He, he's fought all the best guys in all different weight classes four different weight classes and what was the one thing he had in common in all of those weight classes he was knocking everybody out he was that surging dude that anytime you fought this dude you gotta watch what you fucking do no matter who or what fucking weight class you're at you gotta watch what you do with this guy because he's gonna knock you out that's the thing that's what i'm saying this guy is fought in four different weight classes Twice as scary in all different weight classes. You know, light heavyweight was some of the most scarier times. Heavyweight, he done some, he's done some scary things at heavyweight and light heavyweight throughout his mixed martial arts career. I mean, look at light heavyweight. You look, he's a boogeyman. He was that guy. He's the only guy at light heavyweight. I mean, if you look at it, when John Jones was out, it was DC and it was Rumble. So, obviously, Gustafson was in the mix, too. But when Rumble beat Alexander in his hometown... He was the guy. It was Rumble and it was DC. Rumble couldn't beat DC. This is this brings me into the next topic. This is coming up next. I cannot wait to talk about it. I've been boiling all night. I woke up in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I was thinking about all this because I was looking at all the comments. And I was looking at everyone's reactions. And I want everyone to hate me because the fact that I think that he... It, it's just, it doesn't feel... I don't feel comfortable. I, I don't know. I just can't think straight. Like I, can, I don't feel comfortable with him because of that simple fact. So back to what I was saying is that Rumble is a boogeyman. He knocked everybody out that he needed to to get to that title shot. But when he got to the title fight, he lost. His last fight was a title fight loss to the champion, Dan Cormier. You know, everyone said after the first fight, ooh, look what Rumble did to DC in the first fight. I mean, he caught him early, and then, you know, DC was able to tie him up and, you know, shut his, his power down, shut his wrestling down. I mean, not his wrestling, but shut his, you know... Um, offense down rumble came in and swarmed on him and you know try to finish the fight early dc was able to weather the storm as stipe did weather the storm get control clinch up wrestle and doesn't matter how big rumble was rumble was a lot bigger physically than dc and a lot more like physically imposing and a lot more powerful and i'm, I'm sure dc knows that too rumble hits like a fucking truck so that's the thing you i mean so when it go, comes to previewing this fight, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna consist of these two things. This is why I don't feel like he, I, he hasn't felt any pressure since, since obviously he's won those three fights in a row. But you know, it was like Anthony Johnson. Anthony Johnson, when he lost to Vitor Belfort, you know, he said his stock was still up. He still won fights. He, it's not like he was on a crazy losing streak. You know, he, he, he did relatively good at a lot of these weight classes. You know, but he's lost a couple times. You know, by submission, uh, rear naked choke, obviously to Josh Conn check and then Vitor Belfort beat him by rear naked choke and Cormier beat him twice by rear naked choke so obviously we haven't seen Francis get submitted or finished or anything else like that but you know there are things that are dynamite and you know people have kryptonite so it's like you know Superman is prone to that and you know, you'll fall prone to something that you fell prone to in the past. And, you know, definitely his wrestling and his skills have definitely improved and his stand-up and his combinations and the fact that how many times he lands before your fucking opponent falls down is the most amazing part. I mean, you see what he did last last night to Junior Dos Santos. I mean, all those punches he landed before Junior fell down. 
he, like, he landed every single one of those punches. He landed all the punches against Cain Velasquez. He hurt Curtis Blades. He knocked him down, finished him. I mean, all his, all three of his last fights have a total combination of, of, of three minutes or under. That's fantastic. That's amazing credentials to have. I mean, Rumble is easily relatable because I've he- I feel like I've heard the story before. That's the thing. That's what I'm trying to get at. I feel like I've heard the story before, and I'm going to need some serious convincing. I need to be absolutely shocked by this to be convinced that he can really win these fights because he didn't beat Stipe Miocic. We haven't seen him pushed to, to the absolute uh, worst pace. No, no, we haven't seen him pushed to the brink of uh, of of you know giving up like Stipe pushed him. He hasn't fought anybody that's going to do that. That's what shows you how good Stipe really is. What? Four title defenses, most in heavyweight history, most times defended. And the last title defense was against Francis. It's one of the hardest title defenses of a Stipe Miocic's career. Francis is a tough fight because he's a big guy who swings real hard. And the thing with Francis, you've got to watch out with every single thing you do in this fight. It's not a fight where you can, oh, yeah, you know, I could keep, take a couple shots to land a couple of my own. No, it's not one of those scenarios. It's not one of those play fights, you know, get into a fun fight for the fans. No, you've got to watch out with every single ounce of your body and your movements and every single thing that you could think of in a fight. You've got to watch out. You, you can't do it. There's no way. You'll, you will be knocked out. Just as, just the same as Rumble Johnson. I heard this because in his fights, we're very similar. Look at the fight with Glover Teixeira. Anthony, uh, uh, Anthony Johnson versus Alexander Gustafson. I mean, when he fucking starts Dan Hardy with the head kick. I mean, knocked Cormier down one time. Broke Olarowski's jaw at heavyweight. I mean... Rumble Johnson was a destroyer. I mean, look what he did a little little nog. He beat the fuck out of him. I mean, he brutalized everyone he fought. Now, you know, Francis obviously hurts people and finishes them. So I feel like Francis isn't too far from Rumble. I just don't know who would win out of that fight. Just imagine that fight. Oh, my God. I don't know why people aren't rushing to make this fight happen. What's wrong with the UFC? I think the UFC should put that fight together. I mean, geez, look how big Rumble is right now. I don't know how realistic, but that's a striker's paradise. Like, who knows what would happen if those two locked cage, locked horns in the cage. That would be insane, man. But um, back to what I was saying about Francis and, you know, the title fight. It's just a simple fact that. The one time that we've seen him really pushed and broken down and, you know, the keys to victory were shown and someone was able to neutralize everything that Francis was good at, that that was the opening factor. So we, we always we always, always had thought, like, what happens when someone tries to wrestle intelligently with him? Like a Cain Velasquez style before he fought Cain, people thought, what if they put that kind of Cain Velasquez-type pace on you? And, you know, obviously do it right. What if you execute your game plan correctly? Like, you know, you don't get caught coming in like Cain did and just absolutely starched on the way in and you just fucking knees buckle and everything, how he just fell down and collapsed after being caught with hella shots come in. That's the thing. These guys don't respect the power, and like you can't make mistakes. Like I said, you just can't make mistakes with this kind of guy because it's what's you're gonna pay for it. It's it, you're you're gonna pay just like people paid with Mike Tyson. This is martial, mixed martial arts, so he can knock you out with the kick, he can knock you out with the punch, uppercuts, 
and it's, it's just a different landscape. I mean, Mike Tyson brutalized people from 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 start to finish from round one, but you know, people like to play and pitter patter and and be light and try to get into a kickboxing fight with Francis instead of going for wrestling. I mean, Junior landed a good kick in that first fight and that first round, and you know, Francis collapsed. I mean, if he would have stuck to that and moved. But once he, if you go to that, if you look at that fight last night, that sequence when Junior was throwing those overhands, like the one he used to knock Cain Velasquez out to win the world title, he did that same exact move in that fight. I was like, oh shit, oh fuck, you can't. I was like, fuck, this is the speed that he threw it at. Was it? It wasn't fast. It, it didn't feel fast like it usually would. Like just the speed that he threw it at and the the amount of power that it was lacking, I just it wasn't quick enough. That's the thing. I knew I was like, oh fuck, he can't keep doing that. The first time he did it, and then the second time he did it, that's when Francis caught him, and that you know signaled the beginning of the end for that fight. And uh, you know, seventy something seconds in, Francis and Ganu's the winner, and now he's being considered for the next heavyweight title shot. Positives. I'm not saying he can't win. Everyone can win. And the reason why, because at heavyweight, anything can happen. You look at it. I mean, you look at how good Stipe is and how he was able to weather the storm from Francis. Francis hits like a fucking truck. And Stipe was able to weather the storm. So DC happens to crack Stipe on the way in throughout the clinch, you know, in the clinch, you know, he catches them with a lucky shot, the fight ends, DC's the champ champ, he's heavyweight champion now, because he beat Stipe, Stipe was the last title holder, who defended his title four times, so, one little lucky punch from DC, but a billion punches from Francis, and, and Stipe was able to prevail, DC didn't wrestle Stipe to death, no, he knocked him out, he knocked him, I think he knocked him out in the first round, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it was the first or second round. I don't really remember, but he just—I remember—he knocked him out. He didn't finish. He didn't wrestle him to death. He didn't take him down at will and just beat him up the whole entire fight. No, he knocked him out. He finished the fight. There's no if, answer, buts. He finished the fight. Lucky punch or not, he finished the fight. He was a man that night. He won the belt, and he hasn't lost the belt since. And he's defended his title. So I don't know um, how to explain it. And it's just different. I don't know. It it feels like I'm seeing the same story again. And, you know, but Francis is a real big guy. And I think that it would be real hard. You know, I mean, it's real, probably real hard. I mean, a a small guy like DC, I mean, unless he really is that strong and he was able to pick Josh Barnett up and throw him, flip him up. I think Josh Barnett was a little bit similar or heavier than uh same weight towards Fran- like francis but physically and you know francis is like a freaking goddess from like a greek god like an african greek god that's what he's like he's like an african greek god and he's like physically strong and imposing but you know if you're able to get a hold of him and wear him out and i'm, I'm sure dc won't have any problem with that if that comes to that position and they're getting into those kinds of exchanges and, and the clinch and stuff like that you just can't make mistakes you you you, you got to think smart throughout the whole time and if it's a boring fight those people can go and fuck themselves whoever says it's a boring fight no you got to do everything you can man if you can shut him down and win then that'll be one of the you know that was one of the crazy this rounds of the year when Francis and Stipe fought in that round, you know, Francis all unloaded on Stipe, tried to finish him and stuff, and you go back down to that, he can't do that, but Francis definitely has an intelligent approach I feel that he does wing a lot of his shots, and you know, he's kind of wild like Deontay Wilder, kind of ah, wild like Wilder, that's funny that's a funny uh... but you know, Wilder 
swings so hard. So this is kind of a comparison too. So Wilder swings so hard, and you know he has those looping wild exchanges, and you know he catches people with so because he has so much power and sting, and he's accurate, but he swings so wildly. So, I mean, if someone's able to catch you, and you you can't you can't get sucked in those kinds of things. You got to keep moving. He, he, I was like, oh, why why the fuck is he move? Why is he leaning trying to do the overhand right when Francis is so fast? I mean, look at the Arlovski fight. He's done that to everyone he's fought. That's the thing. So, everyone's saying that DC is going to get beaten. Or, you know, this depends on if DC gets past Stipe. Because if Stipe wins again, it's going to be harder for Francis to warrant a rematch. At least in the, the, the eyes of hardcore fight fans, we're basing these fights on skill. We're not basing we're not basing the fight on what Francis has done in his last three fights, looking impressive against three top tier guys: Junior Dos Santos, Cain Velasquez, Curtis Blades, all in under three minutes. You know that's a fantastic um, uh, credential. Add that to your resume. That's an impressive thing. Not a lot of people can accomplish that. There's nobody doing that right now with one punch knockouts. No, everyone's talking about Francis and Ganu, and you know obviously people are talking about hard hitters like Tiago Santos at light heavyweight and stuff. We'll get into that a little bit later, but you know. No one's really talking about anyone that you've just got to watch out every single punch because Anthony Johnson wasn't there. So now it's Francis Ngannou, and now people are talking about him. What if this? What if that? You know, in the next heavyweight champion, you know, Africa has a huge wave of great prospects coming out right now. And there was a lot of fantastic performances last night, a lot of uh, big big uh, fights, a lot of early finishes early on in the night and stuff like that. And it was really enjoyable. A lot of African stars. I mean, welterweight champion of the world, Kamaru Usman's. Uh, um, you know, the man at 170 pounds and, you know, Francis Ngannou looking good, uh, you know, at African, dude, I don't remember his name because it, it was like the one that John Anik was having, uh, well, everyone was having problems with, but John Anik had the, he was able to pronounce the name right, but it was like a lot of those African guys are re- really coming up, so when the UFC goes to Africa, it's going to have a lot of huge fights and a lot of huge stars on there with a lot of potential. So... um Going back to Francis, I mean, ways he can win is, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what more he can do other than not explode on Stipe in the first round. I mean, if if he fights Stipe, he just got to be more intelligent with his approach in the first round. He can't unload and try to take him out. I, I feel on the positive side, now that Francis knows what Stipe was going to do and what he's going to be, you know, what, what he essentially would do if they fought again. He's going to be a lot more prepared. He's going to be a lot more patient. That's what I understood with Francis is that he's very patient. He's very patient. He's very calculated now. Obviously, he throws kicks and, you know, he's very, you know, he picks his shots very wisely. And if you give him an opportunity to catch you, that's what he's going to do. He's going to knock you out. He's going to catch you clean. And, you know, the fight will be over essentially. Just just as he's done to his last three opponents, which has been one of the most fantastic things I've ever seen. So... What's impressive for me is, you know, records, breaking records, doing things that people haven't done. So that's what makes it different for me. When, when you get a guy like Stipe, who is able to, 
this makes me really recognize how damn good Stipe is. And makes that's why I can't picture Francis Ngannou in a title fight and have a clear head in there. Because it's kind of like the DC thing at light heavyweight, where DC's the man. He's the best light heavyweight. You know, champ, champ. UFC heavyweight champion. UFC light heavyweight champion. You know, he's the man at, at 205 pounds. But now, with John Jones in the mix, I feel like, it, I mean, it's recognizable GC just got his new show with Kobe Bryant and Peyton Manning and stuff um, and all that. You know, he's very recognizable and the hardcore fans and the really love loving and passionate fans will recognize his accomplishments. But it was that whole John Jones thing. He never beat John Jones. He never beat John Jones. It's that whole thing. He never beat John Jones. But you know, look at how damn good John is. But then you go to the heavyweight division. You look at Stipe. Stipe is the most accomplished heavyweight of all time because he defended the title more than anyone else had in heavyweight history. Like I said earlier, this was a good comparison. Taking all those big shots from Francis Ngannou throughout that whole entire sequence, the whole entire first round, one of the round of the year, according to Ariel Hawani. I mean, I agree, too. I feel like Francis just absolutely tried to take him out with everything he had in the very first round. He got gas. He got tired. Stipe put a pace on him that he couldn't match, and he got broken down and dragged him in the muddy, deep water, and he wasn't able to recover, and Stipe had one of the hardest fights of his title defense and also happened to be the fourth title defense, and he still was the only guy to able to do that still to this very day. He still hasn't fought since he's fought in D.C. I mean, that's that's still so crazy. That's Every time I say that, I remind myself just how good. I mean, damn, how good really is Stipe? Because I mean, Stipe was able to take all those crazy shots that Francis landed. And Francis landed a lot of good times. I mean, Junior fell prone to him. Cain Velasquez fell prone Curtis Blades. But Stipe didn't. But Stipe falls prone to a punch by D.C., and Cormier takes Derek Lewis down, submits him. Junior Dos Santos beats Derek Lewis too. So I mean, everyone's, you know, these these guys, he's, he's fighting all the available contenders and stuff like that. But you, it's just it's just crazy. MMA is crazy, dude. Like that's how you truly don't know who who the best is. And that that reason right there is exactly the reason why I don't. I'm uncomfortable still with it. I mean damn his accomplishments and what he's been able to do throughout these fights like i said has been absolutely amazing his patience and everything and you know his his whole demeanor his outlook and his skills and you know he's looked good every single fight and he's gotten better considerably but just that pressure sequence that whole pressure sequence we don't know i don't know how he's going to respond to that kind of pressure again I mean, like I said, every fight's a different fight, and a lot of people say you're only as good as your last fight, and I know he'll be a lot more patient in these next title fights to come and stuff like that, but if it comes down to the point where he does get tied up, that's the whole, that's the hardest part, man, because you guys all start standing. You, you might have a game plan to, you know, tie up with someone, clinch up, take him down, and beat him up at will, then, you know, like I said, the game plan could be changed because you gotta, you gotta get there. You, you, you've got to make it there without getting caught in the process. There's a lot of pressure. I, I can imagine it. I mean, the amount of pressure, that, that, that's got to be one of the hardest fights to ever prepare for. Saying that as a martial artist myself, I, I don't know how 
how it would be to prepare for someone who hits hard because I've never prepared for someone who who was punched like a fucking madman like Rumble Johnson or Francis. All I can think of was be to to, to wrestle, tire them, take them down and beat them up on the floor. I don't know if I would risk standing and trading with them and, and risk being knocked out or not unconscious. I mean, it would be cool to knock them out and thinking they're going to knock me out. But, you know, I'm not going to risk that kind of thing in a big high stakes fight like that as a fighter. I'm, I'm just going to do what I need to do to beat them down and, and get the get the win. That's all that matters to me is getting the win, getting the victory in that kind of stage. So I would do that. But I just can't imagine that kind of pressure just being afraid. I mean, fuck, they hit so hard. You got to watch every fucking thing you do. Man, I would be so fucking shocked and I would get caught because it was like I feel like the power would just be so much. It's like, man, I can't imagine. It's terrifying. He's a terrifying guy. But, I, I mean, I, I think he can. I think definitely he can win a belt. Maybe. I don't know how his takedown defense is. That's the exciting part. I'm basing it off what I have seen in the past. And, you know, if he's improved that drastically, then by all means, dude, then it's going to be a hard night. I mean, you look at Rumble Johnson. I mean, Rumble Johnson wasn't able to really stop DC's takedowns, but, you know, when he fought Ryan Bader, for example, Ryan shot in, obviously, sloppy takedown, but Ryan shot in, stopped him. I mean, Johnson has good takedown defense. He just doesn't have good takedown defense against guys like, guys that are real good like DC. That just shows you how good wrestling is, because Rumble stopped it, and, you know, Rumble stopped takedowns from Phil Davis, if you remember their fight in the UFC. That was Rumble's first fight, I think, back at 205 pounds and back in the UFC, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, Phil Davis shot for dear life on him. I mean, Rumble Johnson has amazing takedown defense. He just didn't have amazing takedown defense against a guy like Cor- of Cormier's caliber when it comes to wrestling. So that's why I was think- that's, that's why I feel like it's going to be a kind of a, a different kind of fight because it's, every fight's a different fight. I mean, DC, Stipe doesn't have the kind of chain credentialed wrestling. He has great wrestling, great takedown. Great, you know, takedown defense. Great boxing. Great everything. He's he's great. All he's great in all areas. Definitely, but um, great elbows too. Definitely nasty elbow strikes. Um, but you know, it's a different. Stipe is a different fight than DC. DC versus anybody's a different fight. Stipe versus Francis. Eh, it could be kind of the same. It could be a little bit different. Maybe Francis knocks Stipe out in the first round. Maybe that happens, or I don't know. Who knows what will happen? Stipe is an intelligent fighter, and the fact that he's defended his belt four times and he's able to withstand the punches of Francis beat him the first time, I'm sure there's no doubt he can beat him a second time. I mean, Stipe has arguably beaten people twice. I um, mean, first fight, Junior Dos Santos, he, a lot of people thought he won. He did enough to win. It was a close fight. Came back in the second fight, knocked Junior Dos Santos out. So I, I have a feeling that Stipe has a tendency to beat people in rematches, even if he's beaten them the first time. So I feel like Stipe loses the first fight and he comes back to win the next fight even or, you know when he comes back he wins the second fight he runs rematches regardless if he wins or loses and it's a tough fight for dc definitely so i do feel that it is it is a tough fight for dc like i said even if cpe beats dc or dc dc beats cpe they still have francis agong looming in the headlights and it makes for an interesting fight i don't i just don't know how it's gonna go so i mean like dc like i said is a different fight for anybody he's gonna tie francis up he's gonna 
take him down. He's not going to try one takedown or one wrestling move. He's going to chain them together. He's going to, if one doesn't work, he's going to try the next one. If the next one doesn't work, he's going to try it and he's going to get it. And he's going to take you down. DC does that. He's going to do it. That's what's going to happen. That's, that's how he does. And I said earlier, the only way for Francis to beat DC is to hurt him, knock him out, and there's no other way. If he doesn't knock him out, he's not going to submit him. The only other way I can imagine is if he's hurting DC throughout the whole entire time, but DC's just not going anywhere. He's on. He's he's kind of on quitter streak. He's backing up. He's hurt throughout the entire time, and he's kind of essentially the way Phil Davis was when Phil fought Anthony Rumble Johnson. He was diving in for dear life, and he was just in, 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 in defense mode the whole time. He wasn't doing anything. So that's essentially how it could go. More than likely, I would be willing to bet by the way, I'll talk about bets in a second. I got all my picks right except for the main event last night. Shout out to me. So technically, it was my first time for four years and like a few, like seven days or something, four years and something days um, officially being back and picking bets on Typology.com. So it was my first time. So shout out to Typology. That's fucking awesome. But back to what I was saying, I would be willing to bet that that fight doesn't, that fight goes one of those two ways. It's either Francis knocks DC out or DC drags Francis in deep water and takes him down a wheel and beats him up on the floor. Francis has to throw a lucky punch. He has to land something. Otherwise, there's no other way that Francis is going to win. I mean, other than that, there was other guys. Like, you, you got a guy like GSP, for example. GSP had multiple ways of winning. If he wasn't going to knock you out, I mean, obviously, he never had knockout power or anything like that. But if he, if he um, wasn't going to take you down, he was going to stand up with you and he'll beat you up on the feet. If he didn't beat you up on the feet, he'll take you down and try to submit you. If he didn't take you down and try to submit you, he'll wrestle you and just make your life punishable. I mean, Francis has one way to win, and that's by knockout. But what happens when you're able to withstand that stuff, a la Stipe? You look at Stipe. Stipe was able to do that. He was able to neutralize Francis. Like I said, I said it a billion times today. I'm on fire. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. This is something that it was boiling inside, and I feel like I haven't said every single thing that was on my mind. But now I kind of have been, and I keep continuously have been saying it because it's, it's true. I mean... Like I said, that fight's coming up. DC versus Stipe, number two. I mean, let's say DC beats Stipe again. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen Stipe lose. So it's going to be interesting to see it because like, he's a unique kind of guy. Like when, you, when, you, when he loses, it's, it, like he comes back so much better. So I highly doubt he wants to lose and feel that same way again. He's a smart guy. He knows what he, he's done wrong. He's, he's intelligent. He can beat him, definitely, for sure. I'm not saying, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not saying that he can't, I'm saying the likelihood of Francis, be, if Ipe beats DC, I don't think Francis is going to beat Stipe, because Francis will be next, say Stipe beats DC, DC retires, for example, Francis is next for the champion, and then I have a hard time believing Francis will beat him. And that's the whole reason why. That's really it. Because we haven't, like I said, we haven't seen him do the pressure and all that. So, with DC out of the way, that leaves Francis with his more mortal enemy. Just as Junior Dos Santos had Kane Velasquez as his mortal enemy now. By the way, UFC, book number four, Junior Dos Santos, Kane Velasquez. Why not? 
<laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, that would be that would be kind of funny. No, um, but uh, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to. I mean, look at the way where they're at in their careers. I mean, I don't know where Cain Velasquez is. Really, I haven't really seen him. I mean, other than the fight with Francis, his last fight was UFC 200 when he beat Travis Brown. So it's not like Kane is getting annihilated. He's just been out for so long, and we haven't really seen him fight too long, too too often. So I don't know. I don't know why I said fight those two to fight, but um, yeah, the, the landscape would be is going to be different. It will be definitely different if uh, if DC beats Cipe again. But I have an open mind right now. I, I, I keep an open mind when it comes closer to these fights and I look at these fights and I, I, I break them all down and stuff. They're like the realities, what can happen, what could potentially happen. I open my mind up to all the potential realities to what can happen in these fights because mixed martial arts, anything can happen. So when you talk about all the possible outcomes and one of them happens, I'm more satisfied as a fight fan. That's the thing. That's how I feel. Just as a Jones versus Santos fight. That fight's intriguing, but it's not, I don't know. I just, John Jones is a different story. What John has been able to do throughout his entire career, he's been beating every good person since he was young. Since he was 23 years old, he just decided to come in to mixed martial arts, and he was automatically just, he was just good at it. He started, dude, John, I think John made his debut, like UFC 90-something, I forgot which UFC uh, John made his debut at. I'm going to look, because it's fantastic. I mean, the fact that John's longevity, just everything. John started off as a young kid dominating. When you look at these young guys fighting like Sage Northcutt, 22 years old, you know, he's getting knocked out and, you know, he's had a couple losses on his record and, you know, you know, he, he, he still has so much to learn. But you look at what John did at age 23, Sage is essentially the same age, and John was a world champion at age 23 and one of the deepest divisions at the time, 205 pounds. That's a special athlete right there. You can't you can't go against that. You, there's no going against one of the best in the world. And John hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. He hasn't shown. Obviously, it's insane to say that. Like I said, it's insane to even think that. But John will never show any signs of slowing down. He hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. He's only shown signs of progression throughout his entire career. And he's beaten guys, every single guy that the UFC's put in front, ooh, Anthony Smith, next big thing, oh, no, boom, Alexander Gustafson rematched, the first fight was close, blah, 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 boom, first fight with Cormier, Cormier kind of was emotional, these two guys were fighting, blah, 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 press conference, all that, the brawl, everything, well, everything is emotional, blah, 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 rematch, John stops him, John stops Gustafson, John brings Anthony Smith to deep waters and beats him by unanimous decision, okay, So, I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, it's it, it's crazy though, just what he's been able to to do. I mean, let me look. I'm gonna look exactly when John uh, made his UFC debut because that's insane, dude. He is a current two-time light heavyweight title holder and the current UFC light heavyweight champ. John is the best in the world. John John's been the champion since I've been a little kid, dude. Basically. If you want to take out, uh, if you want to take out the bullshit and everything John's done, the stripping and all that, combat wise, fight wise, physical wise, no one's beating John. 
and John has been undefeated, smashing people since I've been in high school. That's insane, dude. John's thirty now. What, John? John? How how old is John? John's so. Um, so let's see. John's like thirty-two, something, thirty-three. So he's about ten years older than me. So he's ten years older. Ten years older than I am. When I was ten, he was twenty. Three years later, twenty-three. I was thirteen when he won his world title. Jesus Christ. And then. I think I was 14 when I started following martial arts and I got into martial arts and stuff. So it's 14 and now I'm 23. So John won his world title. John won his world title at the age that I'm at. So, all right. So John Jones's UFC debut. Let me go. Uh, John Jones's UFC debut. Was against UFC eighty seven in two thousand eight. So when John John's UFC debut in two thousand eight, I was, oh my god, dude, that was it. That's insane. John's been fighting for hella long since two thousand eight. He's been fighting in the UFC and he's been good ever since. Like I said, he's only progressed. He's 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 looked so much more dominant in the past and he still looks dominant. I swear, <laughs> there was something in those years that when he wasn't fighting. There was something that was added to that, like something really, he really, really missed out on some big opportunities now. But now John's back. He's more consistent. And he's facing a dangerous guy on Tiago Santos, who, like I said, is the type that's going to go for broke. This is his first title shot. Um, obviously, there's really no one else. It was kind of a pick pick him fight between Corey Anderson. And, you know, there's obviously guys like Dominic Reyes. Um, you know, there's a lot of death at 205 pounds, by the way, you know, this 205 pound division is getting super exciting and stuff. And there's a lot to look forward to in the near future, but at the time for a big sellable fight for international fight week, Tiago Santos is really the only one that makes the most sense. All respects to Corey Anderson are probably like the only person in the podcasting world. That's not, a, that, that's talking about Corey Anderson is very talented, beats the likes of Glover to I mean, he's beating, he's beating, he's beating um, all the guys that they've put in front of him. He's, you know, he's he beat Lyra Latifi, beat Lovis Teixeira, he's beating everyone. He's on three five winning streak, but no one's talking about him because our because in in mixed martial arts world in the UFC era, the WME IMG era, they're looking for entertainment. So Tiago Santos, perfect. That's a guy who goes for broke. He runs in. He tries to knock you out. He tries to take you out. He tries to you know, he he'll try to finish the fight at every any point in time that he can. He'll blitz you. He'll try to do every single possible thing to knock you unconscious. What does that make for him? A tough fight for John Jones, somewhat similar to uh, a, what a Rumble fight would have been like, except Rumble, it's super hard, and I don't think there's anybody that hits like Rumble. And I don't think Tiago Santos would be the one to emulate the style of Rumble, because I think Rumble would knock Santos out cold, if, if you want my honest opinion. I mean, David Branch did it. Uh... David Branch knocked him out. Um, who else knocked out Tiago Santos? Musasi knocked him out. Musasi beat the fuck out of him. And that shows you how good Musasi is. He just lost to you by a majority decision to, uh, what is his name? Uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. in Bellator. Um, but yeah, dude, John has been the man since I was in high school. I, wait, wait. Yeah, he's been, he, well, he's been the champion. Since 2011, technically, well, that's when he fought Shogun. So he's been the champ. Yes, he's been the champion since I was like essentially starting in high school, and 
Yeah, we're still talking about the greatness of John Jones. When you look at a lot of the legends that have retired since John Jones is still and has been the champion, you've seen Anderson Silva kind of fall through hard times. George St. Pierre retired, um, came back, beat Bisping, then retired. Uh, I don't know. Jose Aldo obviously loses to Conor McGregor and the whole thing with Max Holloway. Max Holloway's a man now. Uh, Demetrius Johnson, or Dominic Cruz, no longer. Obviously, he's been injured. He's been out since the Cody fight. And, you know, that whole picture of MMA greats all together, it's, it's, it's deteriorated. But you got John Jones here. John Jones is the only one that's left on there. So John, John has the opportunity to once again, like, show again why he's still, like, one of the most dominant guys that, that's out there. Because the fact that he's, he still looks good, like, throughout his entire time. That he he's been competing and he's fighting since I've been like I said since I've been in high school. I can't really think of anyone else that's been a champion. Let alone, I mean other than GSP and stuff like that. But I haven't really thought of anyone else that's necessarily been a dominant champion who's constantly been showing progression throughout their entire fight career as long as John. So that's what makes him special. Like I said, going to fast forward to Thiago Santos. Um, like I said, there's a lot of power and you know he's devastating. He really. Puts a lot of pressure on people. It comes forward. Every punch he throws, he's looking to take you out. But I don't know, man. I mean, he he has a lot of good footwork. He bounces a lot. He's good movement, a lot of pressure, like I said. But I don't know. It's different. I just don't feel like there's nothing, there's anyone that can neutralize what John does. I mean, power, we haven't seen him really get hit clean. We've seen him get hit and stuff like that. But we haven't seen him get hit by a guy like, that can hit real hard like that. That's the thing. I mean, I have a specific game plan, but like I said, it kind of ties into the fact that you have to get there first. But, you know, when John fought Glover, one of my favorite sequences when he, was when he tied him up, put him up against the cage, and, you know, he had that whole that thing with his shoulder where he dislocated his shoulder and something like that with one of those. I forgot what he did with the specific move that he did, but he hurt his shoulder. He hurt Glover's shoulder, and, you know, he, he just tied him up. He took him. He, he had him up against the cage, and, you know, that would be a perfect that would be the perfect, you know, scenario essentially to go for uh, takedowns, you know, essentially, you know, take him down. I would take him down at will and, and beat him up on the floor. You know, he has, he has a lot of power. Like I said, you got to get there and you got to kind of play the safe game, kind of stay on the outside and, you know, essentially point fight your way into the clinch as in, you know, kind of throw a couple kicks in there, you know, be patient. Don't go for broke. Be very calculated with your strikes. And it gets to the point where you can keep clinching up and take him down at will. I don't think Thiago Santos has good takedown defense. I mean, he may, he, he does. But when it comes to a high-level wrestler like John with, with top-tier grappling, the way that he's able to utilize and neutralize, I, don't, I think it's a different story versus a guy like Elias Theodoro, for example, that was shooting on Thiago Santos for dear life because Thiago just absolutely punished him on his feet. And, you know, Thiago has the ability to do that. He can knock a lot of guys out. He, he is kind of sloppy, like Luke Rockhold said. Sloppy Santos a little bit. But um, I just don't think that... I just don't think that... Uh, there's anything that Tiago does that John hasn't seen, that John hasn't been able to emulate in the gym, that anyone's been able to emulate in his gym. And Tiago Santos, guy with big power, moves a lot, he's real fast, he's real aggressive. 
pretty sure it's not hard to find somebody like that that can emulate the style because Thiago Santos isn't a kind of guy that's an unpredictable guy, a super hard guy to emulate in the gym because it's super easy. It's super easy to emulate that kind of style. Easier said than done, definitely, but um, it's it's not hard. It just doesn't seem like it's as hard to predict that rather than like getting the guy that can train you like John Jones. He has to go for broke, and if he doesn't go for broke, then... Like I said, it's going to be John's fight. He's going to pick up the pace. He's going to do what he needs to do. He's going to uh, he's going to get used to it. He's going to he's going to start to get used to the timing, and he's going to then he's going to take over. It's John's fight from there, and then it'll be John's fight from then on till when you break or when the judges declare a decision win for John Jones or a finish. Depends on what's going to happen. I feel John has the, the ability, obviously, like I said, clinch, take him down, beat him up on the floor. I, mean, I don't think John, I mean, John, John has won his last two, well, no, his last his fight was got, with, fight with uh, Smith. It was kind of like a, you know, kind of a, a little bit contested in both all areas of the game, like kind of like takedowns and, you know, kicks and stuff like that. I mean, he beat Cormier with vi- vicious, you know, a vicious kick to the head and then vintage ground and pound and then went from Cormier to Gustafson, beat the fuck out of Gustafson on the floor, nasty ground and pound, nasty elbows. Um, and he's really done that throughout his entire entire time. And he's had, uh, he's had like really, like really nasty ground and pound throughout his entire career. So it's like, he's looked good throughout his whole entire time. It's just like a matter of, uh, it's just a, like a matter of, uh, of him, I don't know, like him getting there. Like, so you got to get there. Like he, he wins in other ways. He can win in multiple areas of the game. But it's just a matter of, like, him getting there. Like I said, depends on the fight. Depends on what's going on in the fight. Depends on everything else. So, like I said, John just wins depending on the fight. If you give him any opportunities, any holes, John's going to exploit him. John's going to win. Just as he's always done, he's a high IQ. He's one of the best in the world. Um, he, he's obsessed with the game. He watches a lot of fights. He watches a lot of um, tape, and he's real smart. He's real dedicated. He has a good team around him. Probably one of the best, if not the best, fighter at that camp. So it's gonna be interesting to see it. So that's my take on Santos versus Jones because I just like I said, there's nothing that Santos does that I haven't seen before. There's nothing that Santos has done that John hasn't seen before. Pretty sure. So it'll be an easy fight to uh, kind of contest. I mean, I'll bite my words if that were to be the case. I mean, if he won against John, that would be the biggest upset in UFC history probably. Definitely. Modern-day UFC history for all these casual fans, Conor McGregor fans, all these big ignorant fans. It definitely would be a huge – I mean, for me, being the fact that John, like I said, has been champion since high school, so 2011. Youngest champion in UFC history, 23. Anything's possible, so it's interesting. So – It'll be it's it's gonna be interesting. So I'm real excited. You hear the background, it's just like so peaceful and you can hear like the leaves and stuff and the trees blowing. But yeah, man, after I seen after I, after I seen all that, that really sparked my like my uh, desire and aggression to to talk about Nganu and talk about the title fights and I feel like I was able to explain that today and it makes it to, makes it to where it's easier the fact that I kind of let it out versus just talking about it for so long and like not not uh not getting through like I don't know just holding it in so like when you hold something in you can't you got to be able to talk about it otherwise it'll be hard so I was able to do that and I got through it and I think I was able to like persuade and educate 
Because, I mean, ignorant people will still disagree. But logically, you got to think about it like that. Because I literally explained all the literal points. I'm not going to say that, oh, France is going to come in and knock him out in the first round. DC can't handle that pressure. DC gets hit too much. You can't make mistakes. Blah, blah, blah. Francis, come in. It's Francis's time. Blah, 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 blah. DC sucks. Sipe sucks. Francis, it's his time. Like, there's, there's a lot of ignorant fans. Stipe got, uh, DC got lucky. I mean, Connor got lucky against Jose. Everyone's going to come up with all these ignorant things. But if you look at the fights based off of skill and IQ, it's because people don't have IQ, high IQs. That's the reason why they are limiting themselves to only thinking one side of the way. Because you know, even your favorite fighter, I picked Dos Santos, but I knew that Francis lands and Dos Santos makes mistakes as he has in previous fights. I knew that he was going to bite the dust. Someone told me in my spirits that Dos Santos was going to get knocked out. I knew. I just had a feeling. Like, my gut had a gut feeling. Once he threw those overhands in that first round, even before that, I knew he was going to get knocked out. But once he threw those overhands early on, I knew it was going to be trouble. You can't do that with the kind of guy like Francis, as we said earlier when we first talked about this. And he did that. And, and like I said, Dos Santos didn't. I mean, Dos Santos obviously had the style to beat Francis, but you've got to be smarter than the way Dos Santos fought yesterday, obviously. Um, I wasn't in the cage with Francis. I don't know exactly what he did wrong and what he was seeing versus what we were seeing on the outside, but breaking it all down as a martial artist myself and looking at it from all my points of the view, I, I saw the overhand right potentially being the reason why, and, you know, it began to spell the beginning of the end. So, as I said, that happened, happened. Francis emerged victorious, and... Now, we'll wait and see what happens with DC and Stipe, and we'll continue on from there. And I don't know what else happens after that. Like I said, we, I made all those points about it and stuff. Depends on who really wins for me to continue this, continue this thought process. Because we're most likely not going to see Francis fight until he fights DC or Stipe, whoever wins. Because I don't know if Stipe wins, DC retires, or Stipe wins, DC gets a rematch. I don't know how that shit's going to work. So we'll have to wait and see. Only time will tell. So, not, like I said. I had to get all this off my chest. I feel like I got all of it, all of all of it, excuse me, off my chest. And we had a good time saying it because it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. I was sitting up in bed and I was just like, dude, I cannot sleep. I can't fall back asleep. I'm looking at my phone. I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm seeing all these comments and I was just like boiling inside. I was like, oh my god, you guys are so ignorant. Fight fans are ignorant. I mean, especially I mean, all these dumbass people that have pictures of fighters as their profile pictures and like 30 followers trying to say some stupid shit oh no dc gets dusted first round blah 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 maybe so but you, you're not giving me any insight you're not you're not telling me any reasons why i should believe that other than what i should be seeing myself other than that you know shut up if you're not providing any logical information and stuff i've seen logical versus ignorant there's a big difference between facts and you know, being stupid, like, oh, he's just going to win just because I like him, just because I'm a fan. No, 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 it's not that point. You got to provide with facts. That's all you got to do. If you don't provide with facts and logical explanations to make me be able to imagine a potential outcome of that contest, that I don't want to hear it. Shut the fuck up. Don't say anything about it. I'm not going to pay attention. I mute a lot of people daily, so it's pretty easy, man. You just, I, I'm glad Twitter came out with the uh, the button the ability to be able to mute because that's like one of the best things I think 
can be in the world other than blocking the person just shut the fuck up i'm gonna mute you i'm gonna reply i'm gonna mute you so everyone else can see what i said but they can still see what you said if that makes sense so that's how i do it um I, I was boiling because this is an interesting fight, just as interesting as the Khabib versus Tony Ferguson fight. We've talked about that one a lot of times, and it's real interesting. And you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that fight too. Interesting stuff. Can he stop the takedowns? What if he can top, stop the takedowns? How he's going to fare in later rounds? Tony can push him. Khabib can't take Tony down. Oh my gosh, Tony being the first person potentially that can't you know be taken down or when he gets taken down he's gonna bust Khabib up like you know there's a lot of big fights that you like wonder what will happen like Ngannou versus Anthony Johnson what would happen Khabib Tony Ferguson what would happen um CJ Dillashaw Demetrius Johnson what would happen I mean there's a lot of these big fights that we get to sit down and potentially think about but this one I was obsessed about I don't know I don't know why I got so fired up about this one it's it's because it's one of the first times where I feel I don't know it, it's the factor of what what happened in the fights the fact that like I said Francis didn't beat Stipe and you know it just all these different things like I, I felt essentially like I hadn't seen enough from Francis to warrant my abilities to think oh yeah this dude's the next big thing because I mean there's big perfect examples of people uh of people going, you know, f- for example, for Henry Cejudo, the triple champ, triple C right now, he, he first lost to Demetrius Johnson. That was at a point where I didn't think anybody could beat Demetrius Johnson. So he fights Demetrius Johnson, loses in the first round. Boom. I didn't think anyone else could beat him. Henry Cejudo comes back a year or two, something later like that, comes back and beats him, turns into the pound for pound king, beats Demetrius Johnson, beats TJ Dillashaw, and... Now, just beat Marlon Marias at bantamweight. So he quickly went from, boom, people not believing that anyone could beat Demetrius Johnson, to, boom, we have a new man, 125 pounds. Henry Sudo beats the lights, TJ Dillashaw, beats, beats Demetrius Johnson. Now, look at where he is at now. He's a king of bantamweight. He's a king of flyweight. Now, Joseph Benavidez won against UCA Formiga for the second time. Now... That could be a potential fight for the next one. Next fight for Henry Cejudo, by the way. So I like all these big fights. I like talking about them. I've been pacing back and forth talking about this for over an hour, almost an hour now. So it's been real interesting. I hope people definitely listen to this one. Like, share, review this one. This was a great fucking show today. I think we're going to wrap it up from there, folks. I was on fire. We are on fire. That was crazy. Like, I can't believe all that happened. I can't believe how, like, fired up I was throughout the whole entire time. That shows a passion, man. Like, when you're, when you're a fight fan, you're an analyst, you break it all down because you're in that world, too, and you're a fighter, and you, you know, you know you, you like to break footage down, and you just like to look at, you know, break things down, analyze, that's how I am, I like knowledge, I like to see things, I love the sport, the ins and outs, and every single factor of it, so I'm gonna look at every single potential way, and, you know, just educate myself, that's what I like to do, that's what I did, and that's what I did, and that's how I will continue to do things, and that's why we did it, so, um, like I said, I appreciate all the, everyone, you know, all the, well, even all the stupid comments and all the, you know, the ignorant things that we see and stuff. It's still fun because it fires you up to do and prove with proven facts why you should be doing that. I mean, like, I, I as long as I prove with my facts and they're 100% believable, I look back and I think about what I said. I didn't say anything stupid. So the fact is I'm fine with it. My ego's fine. And I know what I said was right. And the people that are know the sport and aren't aren't very knowledgeable of the game and stuff will agree with me that's the only that's the only reason why that's the only thing that matters 
is like what you're saying isn't bullshit and you're able to persuade people so we did it 54 minutes it's like 55 56 57 58, 58 like six minutes away from an hour so we're all good here um i think jones versus uh santos fight is later um is this saturday so it's a week from today basically essentially and international fight weekends of the hall of fame ceremonies coming up um and my birthday is on Tuesday, so this will be the last podcast of age 22, moving to age 23. Um, and from there, yeah, from there, we just keep going, keep progressing. Like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, same handle, at GTheKing underscore MMA. If you want to find our podcast page directly, anchor.fm slash MMA show segments. Uh, episode this is segments episode 20 um kicking it with the king normally every every friday um we have an episode usually have one episode of segments this is how you usually trying to do it it's one episode of segments after an episode of kicking it with the king we just had one episode last week we've been doing good we've been keeping it up and we continue to keep doing this we keep continuing to get better and keep continuing to get more attention get more people riled up and get more people talking about it that's the thing that's the best part about it so like i said follow um the podcast page on instagram at kwtk pod on instagram one more time at kwtk pod on instagram thank you guys for tuning in and we shall be back next week this was a great one like really literally sit down and tune this one in like share review anchor.fm slash g meeker mma show ladies and gentlemen we will be back next week G the King out, baby.